0: I am going to pick up one thread of this, but in order to do that and because this is a time of worship, it is right and proper for us to open up God's word together. So move with me, if you would, to Luke chapter 24, the 24th chapter of the book of Luke, and I invite you to open up your Bibles or the Bibles we provided for you. Uh, This text is a text that's been on my mind since Scott and I kind of reconfigured a little bit some of the preaching plan for the spring and through the summer. Um, We did that about five weeks ago, just before uh, the decision was made of who would remain on staff. And as it turns out, I was uh, already slated to take this passage and uh, lead us through it today. There is a lot that I would like to say about this passage, and it deserves full attention. So again, uh, if my written words can be of help, you'll find the manuscript posted uh, in the next few days. Let me take us through this as we read together. I'm going to read aloud. Please follow silently. And remember, this is God's holy word. Starting in verse 13. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. Now, just pause for a moment, friends, and let's make sure we know where this is taking place and when. This is on Resurrection Sunday. Uh, We're going to read more about that later, but I just want to make sure you hear that. So this is the risen Jesus who is coming alongside them. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their face downcast. Their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you only a visitor to Jerusalem, and do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priest and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. How foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going farther, but they urged him strongly, stay with us for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Every time we open up God's word, God intends for us to gain understanding by the work of his spirit. And I pray that that's true for us this morning. Scott's gonna pick up right at this point next Sunday. So I hope you'll all be here and invite others to come along with you for this amazing unfolding story. But this morning, let me speak to the issue of the heart. Just this last week, Laura spent almost a whole week up in Wisconsin with her mother who had had a heart valve replacement early in the week. One of the nights that we were chatting by phone, Laura said, So, on this week, your last week at ZPC, how is it with your heart? My response at that moment was, hmm, that is a great question. And Let me share with you just a few ways to summarize what my heart knows this morning. I can affirm my heart is stirred with the sense of peace and adventure that I've already described. My heart is also sad at the reality of our departure and separation from you and from this ministry. My heart is filled with gratitude for our time here as part of this family of the body of Christ. My heart grieves over some of what we have lived through as a church. My heart is perplexed about how I might ever make total sense of all that we've been through here in these seven-plus years. My heart rejoices over all the ways God has helped us know Jesus better and has loved us, helping us to love one another and the people of the world. My heart, to get down to the deepest level, is deeply, deeply well because I know God to be rich in grace and mercy And love. And I'm reminded of a favorite passage of Scripture, one I committed to memory in college, one that sums up how it is with my heart this morning from the book of Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways submit to Him, and He will make your paths straight. So, friends, how is it with your heart this morning? Fascinating mention of heart in this passage we've read today. Look with me. Um, I didn't particularly note this one in my manuscript, but uh, verse 25 of our text. This is after Jesus has come alongside them. They've been talking about these two disciples. We know one by name, Cleopas, the other we don't know, and there's wonderful conjecture about who this other disciple is. There's even wonderful conjecture about who Cleopas is. The name is mentioned one more time in another gospel. We're not exactly sure who these guys are. But here these two disciples are walking along, and they're digesting with one another out loud as they walk from Jerusalem out to Emmaus all that's been going on. Now, I think that conversation certainly focused on the morning, where everybody had expected out of the fear they'd been living in all weekend, that this whole project they'd been a part of had been obliterated. Um, And, but they also get this news that the tomb is empty, and the women have even said some angels have appeared to them and said that Jesus is alive. These two don't know what to make of any of this. So they still are overwhelmed with the sense of being downcast, but there's also this sense of the spark, this this particular possibility that what they thought had been happening all weekend since Jesus had been crucified and buried, that something else was afoot. So here they are walking, and someone comes and joins them. He asks them, he listens to them, and then he asks them. It's, this person is truly noticing who they are, what's on their hearts, what's in their minds. And so as they walk along, in verse 25, we find out that he then eventually gets to a place after they've explained everything to him. And isn't that just an amazing thing, that they're explaining everything to the one person who knows every single bit of what has happened? And they explain it to him and his response to them is to upbraid them, to take them to task. How foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets had spoken. Slow of heart. I could be a poster child for being slow of heart. But my guess is Every one of us knows what that's like. But then, go with me down toward the end of our passage. In fact, that last verse that I read, verse 35, after everything takes place that we've just read about, they say to one another, oh my gosh, it's true, the Lord has risen. Sorry, back up a little bit further. Verse 32, they asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Slow of heart, burning heart. And burning is a great translation of this word that's used here because it really does mean the hearts are so deeply stirred that it's like they're on fire. Friends, I pray that for each one of us, for Laura and for me as we leave you, for each of you who are part of ZPC now and all those who are going to come to be a part of ZPC in the future, that every one of us would do several things. First, recognize where Jesus is noticing us. He noticed those two. A question I've been pondering for about four weeks about this text is why these two? Why did he come to them? the text doesn't make clear there's nothing else that we're aware of in the rest of the book of Acts or the rest of this gospel to tell us that but what we do know is that Jesus noticed them and for his own reasons he came to these two at the simplest level I can simply say it must be because he knew they needed him he knows ZPC needs him He knows that you need him. So live with a sense of confidence, the hope that can be so deeply rooted that it changes everything and know that Jesus notices you. And then I think their acclamation about their burning heart speaks to the ways they were noticing him. They were noticing what he was saying. He walked them through the scriptures. He taught them. He explained to them And that's the ministry that Jesus wants to do with each of us. To keep helping us understand right in the midst of our circumstances now, to understand, to walk alongside us, and in noticing us, call us to notice him. Because he's right there with us every single moment. This whole idea of noticing is a noticing of the heart. Author Dallas Willard explains why that's true in just a short form when he writes, the heart is precisely what God observes and addresses in human beings. He cares little or nothing for outward show. He responds to the heart because it is above all who we are, who we choose and have chosen to be. What God wants of us can only come from there. And so from the center of our being, Noticed by Jesus, noticing Jesus, we have the privilege this morning and as we go our separate ways to step into a life of attentiveness to all that Jesus is showing us as he walks along beside us every step of the way. Laura and I pray for you all and we invite your prayers for us. If you hear of some job openings, I'd love to hear that as well. We actually are looking to the possibility of congregational leadership, which I've done for 32 years. We're looking at the possibility of something beyond congregational leadership still in ministry. We're looking at possibilities that could uh, come forward in the corporate or business world where someone with a heart and some of the gifts that I have could be a benefit as sort of a spiritual presence um, Somehow, within the real world, as I refer to it. Um, we're also looking at some wild and crazy thoughts as, and open to anything that God wants us to step into. And that should be precisely the place that you find yourselves. Because tomorrow actually is unknown to all of us. And the way we walk on with God is with hearts open and uncovered before him welcoming the presence of Jesus, being attentive to all that he's stirring so that we will live well with him. Let's pray. God, thank you for your word to us this morning. And we pray that in every way, you will meet us right where we are and take us to the places you want us to go. Do that as we continue our worship this morning. We commit this time to you with open hearts, ready to be attentive and to notice you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.